بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يستح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تسألون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سكن لسنوف تفسير القرآن العظيم عمدة التفسير شرح مختصر شرح تفسير ابن كثير للحافظ أحمد شاكر لمؤلفه ابن كثير عماد الدين رحمهم الله جميعا and we began yesterday by talking about virtues of Quran and how is Quran is a guide for us and it's a light of our life and catalog of our uh, existence and the purpose that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا لِيُوَحِدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to worship Him and worship Him alone. Our core and sole purpose, sole purpose of our life is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it comes with worshiping. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything else surrounding us for us to utilize them and to use them to enjoy ourselves and to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this Quran is a guide for us how to take the next step in life. You know, who to marry, how to marry, how to pray, where to pray, where's the direction of our salah, what's allowed for us to eat, what's allowed, not allowed for us to eat and drink, what's allowed for us to wear. We have a code, code of conduct in Islam. If not nothing is in Islam, willy-nilly, you do whatever you want, you're free. They teach you that in schools, right? Nobody can tell you what to do. No, tell them, yes, I am free within myself, but I'm a servant of God. I'm not free. I am bound by rules and regulations. I cannot shout at my parents. I cannot hit them because Allah commands us in Quran, if you do so, you'll be cursed in this life and hereafter and you'll be punished severely and your own children will do that same for you. I'm trying to give you a hint of what's in this Quran. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, makes mentions of ant, mosquito, flight, you know, makes mentions of birds, Lions, camels, goats, makes mentions of donkeys, mules, 
they, there's, there's always purpose for them. You know, if you, for example, if you come off the road, you drive up on the mountains and you have loads, you need donkeys to, you know, uh, carry your goods. Allah makes mention that in Surah Al-Nahl. It will carry, she will carry your loads to a places, mountains, peak of mountains, you want to cross the borders. I have seen that with my own eyes. Yeah. You would not have been able to reach it unless with great difficulties. We were, we were escaping from Iraq when, we were, when I was very, very young, subhanAllah. And uh, we, were, we were followed by uh, people shooting us. And we were crossing the borders. And if there was no for the, after help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and the reasons of horses and, and mules, yeah, we would have been able to run, but would have died in hunger and cold and thirst. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything in, on this earth for, pur- for, for, for a right purpose. Everything has purpose. Do, that's why do not kill an ant or a, an animal for sports. And Allah will curse you because they have purpose in life. Everything is being kept in a beautiful balance. As, in, as your body, if your kidney were out, like your eyeballs are out half, life would have been really difficult for you, right? So Allah, if these nails were inside, life would have been difficult for you. It's outside for a purpose. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what I'm trying to say, He created you for a purpose. So learn your purpose in Quran. That's where you learn it. And the best age is your ages. If you, this in this age, you learn Quran, later on, Wallahi, you'll have, you're the most richest person Allah created. Because you have the best things in your heart. And you need nobody and no one. Allah will take care of you. If he feeds and uh, give provision to a disbeliever, non-Muslim, what do you think about the one who carries his Quran and his chest and he's acting upon it? Wallahi would never forsake him at all. So, as we said, Sheikh says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, as he makes mention of Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, and uh, we said, what is the meaning of Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen? What is the meaning of Hamd? Bil Kamali Ma'a Ma'al Mahabbati Wat-Ta'zim Alhamdu, we said, is uh, describing or ascribing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, with a ultimate and complete attribution with love and glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you thank someone, but you don't love him and you do not have respect for him, right? He's done something for you and you thank him for it. But with Allah, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention in Quran that وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the beginner. There is nothing before Him. So He began Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then He created His creation. After He created pen, a pencil, 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the person to write. He said, Ya Rabbi, what do I write? He said, write, uktub maqadira kulli shay. Write the divine decrees of everything, everything until the day of judgment. So it did. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has the ultimate praise and thank, uh, we have to be thankful to him for everything. Day of judgment. When you wait on the, in, the, in, the, in the place of gathering. Saha of Mahshar. You know Saha of Mahshars on the, on the earth? Right? Do you know? People of gathering after they, uh, they get uh, on a day of uh, recompense. They get resurrected. Yomul Ba'ath. It's on the earth. Where is the place? Sham. But what Sham? يَوْمَ تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضُ غَيْرَ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ The This earth will be changed, will be flattened. غَيْرَ الْأَرْضِ You would not recognize it. Even the heavens would change. You would not recognize it at all. So, on, on, on there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He deserves the ultimate thank as well. فِي الْآخِرَةِ Why? This is the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks after the believers, separates them from disbelievers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create a shade for them. In one hadith, shades of his throne. But there is one thing that very important is for people to know some, some tulab al-alim makes that mistake. Uh, is that they think that sab'atun yudhilluhumullahu fi dhillihi yawma la dhilla illa dhilluhu Seven type of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant them a sanctuary and, 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 and cover them with his shade. The, the, on the day that there is no shade but his shade. Some, they did ask this question to scholars saying, it's a, it's a, is it a, a, a shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No. Ulama, they say only ignorant people would say that. Because the shade comes where? comes if the one and the other, they are between the sun. So that does not apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a shade Allah creates for his creation or the shade of his throne. Not why they call it dhillullah. Uh, why this referral to Allah is referred to Allah because on that day there is nobody can give you umbrella. No one can cover your head from the uh, close, very close by sun. But Allah, that's why it's referred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a praise, as a, a form of uh, glorifying him. Barakallahu fikum. So, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Qala Abu Ja'far ibn Jarir, ma'ana alhamdulillah, ashriku lillahi, ashriku lillahi, ashriku lillahi khalisan min duni sairi ma yu'abadu min dunihi, ودون كل ما ما برأ من خلقه بما أنعم على عباده من النعم التي لا يحصيها لا لا يحصيها العدد ولا ولا يحيط بعددها غير واحد غيره أحد في تصحيح الآلات لطاعته وتمكين جوارح أجسام المكلفين لأداء فرائضه ومع ما بسط لهم من دنياهم من الرزق وغذاهم به من نعيم العيش من غير استحقاق منهم بذلك ذلك عليه ومع ما نبههم عليه ودعاهم إليه من الأسباب المؤدية إلى دوام الخلود في دار المقام 
في النعيم المقيم فلربنا الحمد على ذلك كله أولا وآخرا أبو جعفر ابن جرير الطبري قال الحمد لله This is a special thank to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his favors that he bestowed upon us made us be able to pray and he provided us with sustenance and all the blessing that you can't count so that's why he has the ultimate thankfulness what was your name? Abba Suleiman Khalid صح? يا خالد دون فوكس وان يسي الحمد الحمد هذا يفيد الاستغراق الاستغراق يشمل جميع المحامد يعني ultimate the ultimate thankfulness is only to Allah سبحانه وتعالى only that's why someone could be called حميد but he can never be called الحميد because ultimate thankfulness only to Allah only Allah his name and his attribute is complete and they are beautiful and they have no flaws everyone else's they have it because they are creation is that clear barakallahu fikum then ibn jarish said also alhamdulillah thana'un athna bihi ala nafsihi wa dhammanahu wa fi dhimnihi amara ibadahu an yuthnu alayhi fakannahu qala qulu alhamdulillah it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us, say Alhamdulillah, be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all these provisions and all these favors He bestowed upon you. وَقُولُوا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ كَأَنَّهُ وَقَدْ قِيلَ إِنَّ قَوْلَ الْقَائِلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ ثَنَاءٌ عَلَيْهِ بِأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ الْحُسْنَى وَقَوْلُهُ الشُّكْرُ لِلَّهِ ثَنَاءٌ عَلَيْهِ بِنِعْمَتِهِ بِنِعْمِهِ عَلَيْهِ بِنِعْمِهِ وَأَيَادِيهِ ثم شرع في رد ذلك بما حاصله أن جميع أهل المعرفة بلسان العرب يوقعون كل من الحمد والشكر معان آخر وهذا الذي ادعاه فيه نظر لأنه اشتار عند كثير من العلماء من المتأخرين أن الحمد هو الثناء بالقول على المحمود بصفاته اللازمة والمتعدية والشكر لا يكون إلا المتعدية ويكون بالجنان واللسان والأركان كما قال الشاعر أفادتكم النعماء مني ثلاثة يدي ولساني والضمير المحجبة هي some dispute because it's a book of شيخ I have to read it السلام ورحمة الله which that they say there's a difference between شكر and حمد and some of them said no there is no difference as we explained, Al-Hamid is Wasfu Al-Mahmoodi Bisifat Al-Kamali Ma'a Al-Mahabbati Wa Al-Ta'zeeb You ascribing and, and uh, attributing to Allah with a complete and beautiful attribution with love and glorifying. And shukr is thankfulness for something someone done for you. Sifat al-mutaaddiya. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Rabbi, give me 10,000 pounds to pay back my debt. And you don't know, comes from one side. And you fall down in prostration. You thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Physically. Ulama, that's how they 
say barakallahu fikum. But uh, uh, as we explained, the first opinion is the authentic one. وقد روى الإمام أحمد بن حنبل عن الأسود بن سريع قال قلت يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أنشدك محامدا حمدت بها ربي تبارك وتعالى فقال أما إن ربك يحب الحمد رواه النسائي وهو في السند ونسبه ونسبه السيوطي في الدر المنثور لأحمد والبخاري في الأدب المفرد والنسائي والحاكم وصححه the hadith is authentic that Imam Ahmad narrates from Aswad ibn Sari' that he said without mentioning the chains of transmission because this is a summarized book. Otherwise in book of Ibn Kathir it's with the Sanad. Aswad al-Aswad ibn Sari' he said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he asked him Ala anshuduk mahamida hamadtu biha rabbi he says some poetry that he praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ama inna rabbaka yuhibbu alhamd. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves to be praised because he deserves to be praised. If we love to be praised, then what, what do we call that? Huh? Show off. Boastful. Right? He is full of himself because we don't deserve it. What do we carry in our stomach? After the bathroom, you can't go in there. The smell is so bad. So we, we don't deserve it. We have so much flaws. Yes, we should be thanked for some things that we do. And man la nasa, la Whoever is not grateful and thankful to people, he is not grateful and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the ultimate one is to Allah. Nobody's without, without you seeing anything physically from them can be thanked. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His favors are everywhere. You cannot even, وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا Wallahi, you cannot count the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why He has the ultimate thankfulness. And when Fir'aun, Fir'aun says, قَالَ أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى When He said, I am your... Uh, High Lord, you know, Al-A'la, Al-Awazan, Al-Af'al, it means I am higher than the other ones because they were, they were worshipping quite a lot. They were worshipping cats, they were worshipping dogs, they were worshipping idols in the time of Fir'aun. So Fir'aun says, Ana Rabbukum Al-A'la. But subhanallah, even Fir'aun, he believed in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above his creation. And there are Muslims now, they say Allah is everywhere. They don't believe in that. What did he say? Where is the evidence of Quran? Can someone give me the evidence? Naam. No, English, Arabic, Quran. The ayah. وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ يَا يَا هَامَانْ إِبْنِ لِي صَرْحًا لَعَلِّي أَبْلُغُ الْأَسْبَابِ أَسْبَابَ السَّمَاوَاتِ even Fir'aun believed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above, above all his creations. And Muslims now, so-called Muslims, some of them, and generally Muslims, Allah is everywhere. Subhanallah. Fir'aun did not want to attribute this type of insult to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
because he knew if you're a king and a lord and a creator and a God, you should be above your creations. So you see them, you take care of them. But when a fitra and a soul of mankind are corrupted so bad, you don't feel the pain of what you're saying. You know, you don't feel it, Allah. Even an animal, when they call for help, they look up. Look, videos are everywhere, subhanAllah. People, when, when your fitra changed, people change too. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep our conscience upon the monotheism. Then we said Rabb. Rabb, we said Huwal Khaliq, Wal Malik, Wal Mudabbir. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Rabbil Alameen, we said Al Khaliq, Al Malik, Al Mudabbir. What's the evidence of that? Allah Lahu Al Khalqu Wal Amr. Allah is the Creator. And if he's the creator, he has to take care of his creation. صح? If he doesn't take care of his creation. لو كان معه آلهة إلا الله لفسدتا. If there was other, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it would have been corrupted. Because he says yes, and he says no. He says rain, he says no. So only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. المالك. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ultimate wealth is in hand. Allah's hand is for him. وَلِلَّهِ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا فِيهِنْ It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the wealth, everything that on this earth and the heavens. وَالْمُدَبِّرِ الْمُدَبِّرِ قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention in Quran. Who brings you rain? Who brings you provision? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you hear Rabbul Alameen, and who is Al-Alamun? Al-Alameen who? Anything other than Allah is the creation. Anything. Prophets, angels, sun, moon, all of us. We are the Alameen. Rabbul Alameen. And when Ka'annahu subhanallah question comes that to mind, what kind of rub is he? Is he the God? You know, in, in, in a Greek ancient, ancient Greek uh, beliefs that they have a God of war, God of love, God of food. Even they have a God of mockery and jokes. They have it. Even the in, in, uh, ancient Egyptian beliefs. But people wonder this Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what kind of God is he? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. He did not say Al-Jabbar Al-Muntaqim. He did not say Al-Aziz. He said Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered when what's in people's heart. What kind of Lord is he? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What kind of Rabb is he? He said Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And we said Ar-Rahman, the beneficent. That he has the mercy upon all the creation and you see the massive camel, when the baby camel comes, he lifts his leg so he can sucker. Even the lion and tigers, they have mercy for their uh, young ones. So this is for Ar-Rahman, for everyone, Muslim and non-Muslim. Ar-Rahim, Al-Wasila, the one that continues for the believer. 
Second one, Ar-Rahim is for the believers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala separates believers from disbelievers. I give you extra mercy in this life and on the day of recompense and in paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only for the believers. That's why his speeches in Quran, it's all directed to who? To believers. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. Remember, when he said, Ya ayyuhalnas, O people, ضُرِبَ مَثَلٌ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ It's for everyone. But when he said, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, Ibn Mas'ud said, you have to be alerted and give the attention of your heart and the attention of your ears and face it. It's calling you, Allah's talking to you. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's for the believers. Maliki yawmiddin. And in another uh, recitation, is Maliki yawmiddin. And, uh, and the benefit of that, Malik, we said, is the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's the owner of everything. Walillahi mulku samawati wal ardi wa ma fihin. We just mentioned it. Sah, qulillahumma malika al mulk. Tu'ti al mulka man tasha'a. And here the question comes. Malik and, and, and Malik. We mentioned that Malik is the owner and Malik is the king. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Malikun Malik. And why is he said why didn't he say Malik Yomud Dunya? Why didn't he say Malik al-Ard, al-Samawat? In Fatiha, he said, Yawm al-Din. And the hikmah here, the wisdom behind it is that on the day of judgment, the true kingdom and kingships of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows and appears where he says, Liman al-Mulku al-Yawm, Lillahi al-Wahid al-Qahar. To whom belongs the kingdom and everything now? After everyone dies on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa even Jibreel dies. Only Allah will be left and he speaks. Where is the tyrant? Where is the kings? Where is everyone? Nobody answers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Lillahi al-wahid al-qahar. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remains. So why he said, Maliki yawmiddin, his kingship would show properly on the day of judgment. When everyone is hopeless. Everyone is helpless. Not hopeless. Helpless. They can't do nothing. Even most prophets, they can't even intercede. They go to our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala would grant him that. And would teach him some remembrance and some dhikr that he never said it before and never heard it before. He prostrate to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So Maliki Yawmiddin, that's the reason, that's the wisdom behind it. Why is it use Yawmuddin? I mean, day of uh, uh, recompense. Day of Jaza, Yawmul Jaza, where everyone gets rewarded for what they've done. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ghafur Rahim on that day. His mercy is so much and so 
that even Iblis hopes that he, it will reach him. Even Iblis hopes it will reach him. And another point I want to make in here and, and a reminder in, in Aqeedah that you need to understand, Abdurrahman, on the Day of Judgment, when the, you know, Hadith Adam السلام, and Hadith of uh, Prophets, where Hadith of Intercession, it's a mutawatir, the most authentic Hadith, where they go to Adam السلام, he refuses, and they go to Nuh السلام, to Ibrahim السلام, to Musa السلام, to Isa السلام, and they all refuse to intercede. And they accused themselves of something. Shaykh al-Islam explained that very nicely. He said, because they were so pure and so, so much and so humble and blaming themselves, they thought what they said and done was a sin. It wasn't at all. In reality, it was the truth. When Ibrahim salam said about this uh, uh, to, to his people, in his saqim, I am sick, I don't want to come to your festival. He was a sick of them. He was a tauria. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the woman came, asked him in a, in a, in a battle of uh, uh, exhibitions of uh, conquering Mecca, when he said, منين, منين Where do you come from? He said, نحن من الماء. An Arab used to use that terminology. You know, if, if you live near somewhere famous, you mention that. Where do you live, my friend? I live uh, near Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace, you say that. I live in that area. So what, what, he, what he wanted her to, to think that they are coming from that near the seaside. And Rasulullah what he meant by that, we all came. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ سُلَالَةٍ مِنْ طِينَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُطْفَةً فِي قَرَارٍ مَكِنَ He meant he, we all came from a drop of uh, water she understood something he hid something else so the prophets they did not commit sins at all but because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so because the situation ulama uh, some of the mufassirun says day of judgment why they say Allah غضب الله غضبا Rahman غضب الله غضبا لن يغضبه قبل ولا بعد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so angry today, he would not be, uh, he was never angry like that before, and he would not be angry ever again like this. Our Sheikh says, Sheikh uh, Wasiullah, in Hadith Shafa'i in Sahih Muslim, recently, he says, it's because of what they see from the situation of people. Some people, they are in, 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 in sweat up to their neck. Some drowned, swimming in it. Some up to their knees. People are thirsty. People are hungry. And the, the sun is so close to them. Undescribable situation. 50,000 years of our counting people would wait on a Sahih of Mashar. So because of that, they knew Allah how merciful he was. They come to conclusion that Allah is very angry. Because there is no hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired to them that I am angry or anything like that. But they, they got to come. Um. Naam? Jama'a, what time is Jama'a? Five o'clock. Just let me, inshallah, barakallahu fikum. You can delay it. Two minutes.
not iftari. صح. And I'm sure no one's hungry. So. So they come to that conclusion, the prophets. Otherwise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have a hadith that he's so merciful in the judgment that even shaitan thinks you'll get a share from that. He will think. But the prophets, they are so clean and pure, they were always blaming themselves. That's why when they are on the sirat, the bridge, the only word comes out of their mouth, Allahumma sallim sallim. And I hear and I see from people who they are from other sects, so-called sheikh and so-called wali, they say, I will save you on the bridge. You come through me on the bridge. If I, if you don't pledge your allegiance to me, you would not go through the bridge. I don't know there was other bridges. I knew all one, all, only one bridge and only prophets are there and they say Allahumma sallim sallim they don't see any other they don't say any other words and these people claim they have these claims Allahumma sallim may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us we continue inshallah after salah my dear brothers and sisters uh, I want to uh, make mention of one point important point is that which is um, trending these days is reciting Quran with different recitations, especially the unknown ones. Unknown ones within the Muslim society, if you look, the known ones is Qiraat Hafs, the one we see on the Mus'haf, and Asim. Then if you go to Maghrib al-Arabi, like Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, you'll have the Qalud or Warsh. And the, the, and, and the, and the, the only uh, difference in, in Fatiha, you know, in Hafs we say, Maliki Yawmiddin, they say Maliki Yawmiddin. And we can also say Maliki Yawmiddin with a Qiraat Hafs. Why? Because these narrations are narrated from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam directly. You know, like Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has read Maliki Yawmiddin with a normal Qiraat. With a Qiraat uh, of, of uh, that we know as Hafs, Mus'haf al-Uthmani. So it's okay if you read it. If you have narration about the way Rasulullah sallallahu has read something like Ibn Mas'ud, and it will come to it in tafsir. In some other ayats, they read it a different way. They hear it from Rasulullah sallallahu reading that way. But unknowing ones like Qira'at uh, Hamza, and where, you, where, where they say in the recitation, اهدنا الزراط المستقيم زراط الذين أنعمت عليهم. It's okay. It's a recitation. But if you go to any masjid and not knowing that, and you lead in salah with this recitation, general public they see that you are actually mocking Quran. They don't understand that. They don't know it. And Ali radallahu anhu said, خَاطِبُ النَّاسَ بِمَا يَعْقِلُونَ أَتُرِيدُونَ يُكَذَّ الْبَلَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ Speak to people in, the, in things that, which they understand. Do you want Allah and His Messenger to be rejected? Someone is Bedouin or someone's actually don't know any, all these recitations and you come and read. What's the point of it? Showing off? 
front of a camera, you make videos. I've seen so many. They stand there five hours, they read. Plenty ulama knows that, but they don't come and show it off and, and read it. Why? It causes people to actually disrespect or, you know, uh, may, they may see Quran as, as a, you know, lesser. It drops in their eyes. I give you a small example. Kaaba, where Quraysh could not complete Kaaba. You know, Kaaba, you had two doors. You go in from one and you enter from, uh, you, you exit from the other. But Quraysh, even before Islam, they honored Kaaba. They never used any money involved riba, interest. They used pure money to renovate Kaaba. So they could not complete, you know, that way you see Hajar Ismail. There is no such thing as Hajar Ismail. Ismail alayhi salam never slept there. So, so you call it, uh, bed place of Ismail alayhi salam or small room of Ismail. There's no such thing. Okay. But they could not complete the Kaaba. So they made a fence for it. And half of it is part of Kaaba. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam once was studying they, if he said if Lawla anna qawmaki ya Aish Aisha radallahu anna hadithu ahdin bikuf if they were not because they are newly Muslims yeah I would have renovated Kaaba and I would have built it on the foundation that Ibrahim alayhi salam laid there. What we learn from this hadith is sometimes something is right and true. You are not able to do it because it causes bigger problem. Okay? Why? Because ulamas, when, when Abdul Malik came, Abdul Malik ibn Marwan was the Khalifa, he came and, and he, he sham or, or him, his son or him. They wanted to run over Kaaba. Okay? And ulama, they did not allow him to touch it to the way Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said because he heard the hadith and he wanted to do what Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to do. And, and he said those days people were newly reverted back to Islam but now everyone is Muslim. We have a khilafa. They said, no, don't do it. If you do it, every khalifa comes and says, change it again. He comes and change. And Kaaba loses its respect and all. So don't do it. So when you come and you learn, you eager, you learn one recitation, uh, Susi or, or Abi Amru or, or uh, Ibn Kathir or, or Hamza uh, Al-Kisai, don't come and read it and record it and publish it. People, general public, don't know this Qiraat and they see, they say, what is this? Alayhum, they changed Quran. Zirat, what is this? There is one recitation, you can say, Sirat, be seen. You're not going to read it for general publics. So I'm just telling you, brothers, if you learn Quran and learn those recitations, read with the famous one that people know. Keep those one for yourself because it has benefits. Qiraat Sabah. And, and another, another point uh, uh, that supports what I say, when Umar radiallahu anhu did hadith in Sahih Muslim, when Umar saw the Sahabi reciting with other recitation, other than the Umar knows, you know what he did? He grabbed him from his neck. He swung him twice. He said, what are you reading? 
He said, that's how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught me. And he, 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 he dragged him to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was there and he said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's reading, reciting Quran in a way that you have not taught me. He said, recite Umar. Umar recited, he says, Hakada unzila alay. And he told the Sahabi, recite. And he recited, he said, Hakada unzila alay. Both of them were right. But Umar, and Umar ma Umar. The most knowledgeable after, uh, after Abu Bakr. Prophet ﷺ said with regards to Umar, he said, I had a dream. And some people, they were, they were wearing garment up to, uh, up to their waist, up to their knee. Uh, and Umar was dragging his garment behind him. And he said, how did you uh, uh, translate it? He said, with knowledge. So Umar was full of knowledge. His heart could not accept that. I'm not saying don't learn it. Learn it. It's beautiful. You know, it's extra. But don't come and, and make, make videos and lead Salah cameras facing you. You reading. Yeah, wallahi, this is boasting. Where is the sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Wallahi, Sheikh Fawzan, Salah al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, that's not my fatwa. He said, whoever does that, knowingly, his Salah is unaltered. It's not accepted. What is this trend is going on? Where is the sincerity gone? Sahaba used to finish the whole Ramadan. Ali used to walk around Medina and say, Kufa, say, Ya Layta Shari. Well, is there anyone can tell me if Allah accepted anything from me? They were not help, uh, hopeless of mercy of Allah. But sincerity is difficult. You have to keep yourself a check all the time. What you say, what you do. How you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What about if you make a video? It's trending, it's everywhere and everybody accepts it. Sisters doing it. Sisters making video recite Quran in their uh, nice tone. This thing is not allowed. Deen is not trend. Islam is a religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's rules and regulations, checks and points. You have to adhere to them. If not, you're going to be the, amongst, God forbid, those people, their judgment comes. Allah tells them, go seek reward from, the, 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 from those that you actually... Uh, uh, were doing what you were doing for I am not giving you anything and they get dragged by their face to hellfire so please check your sincerity all the time keep the checks and balance because shaitan is not getting tired he's tireless he's always there he's asking and he's waiting you have to be prepared all the time if your enemy is ready all the time at gunpoint would you sleep Happily or uh, safely? No, you wouldn't. You always alert. And be like that. Allah said in Quran, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌّ فَاتَّخِذُهُ عَدُوًا Allahu Akbar. Wallahi, there is no one further than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he pointed, described, and gave you all the things that you need about your real enemy. And told you he's there. فَاتَّخِذُهُ Take him, accept him as enemy. Don't accept him as a friend. He's not your friend. La Allah, he's not. In a day of judgment, he frees himself of everybody. He says, وَمَا كَانِ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ لِي فَلَا تَلُومُونِي وَلُومُ أَنفُسَكُمْ مَا أَنَا بِمُصْرِخِكُمْ وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُصْرِخِي إِنِّي كَفَرْتُ بِمَا أَشْرَكْتُمُونِ مِنْ قَبْلِ Allah, subhanallah, he frees himself of everything. He says, I only whispered. 
I had no authority upon you. I had nothing. That's why those people who they say, I have jinn, I have shaitan. He doesn't let me pray. His name is this. His name is Hayzum. He's in my heart. He's under my kidney. I've seen people saying that. This is all waswasa. This is all mental issues. If shaitan and jinns have that much authority upon mankind, you know, other peoples, you know, other, other countries did not need to attack Muslim countries. They would just send jinns and shaitans and possess them. That's it. Everyone dies. So they only have a power, main power of them is whisper. Power of whisper. Ants doesn't kill you. But if you are actually let, allow yourself to be consumed by them, then they will kill you. Right? So is shaitan. Shaitan, his main power on mankind is whisper. Say, I'll be laying in the shaitan regime. Read ayat kursi, surat falak, nas, ikhlas, three times. Blow in yourself. Keep your wudu all the time. You are shielded. You are guided. If you in the morning after fajr say, La ilaha illallah wahda wa la sharika lahu, lahu al-mulku lahu al-hamd, hundred times. Before sunset, hundred times. Wallah, if Iblis himself come, he cannot penetrate you. It's a hadith, Rasul. Kana lahu hirzan min al-shaytani fi yawmi. Hirz, it's a shield. Something that completely protects you. So let us not make ourselves worry and and uh, let, let's put all those fake rakis out of business. So as we said, Maliki Yawmiddin, then uh, Sheikh says, Iyaka na'budu wa Iyaka nasta'in. Here Sheikh's talking about Qira'at uh, and uh, something we explained that Iyaka na'budu in Lughal Arabiya, there's something eloquence there. Iyaka تقديم ما حقه التأخير يفيد الحصر. Only when I say uh, you come, Muhammad come, that doesn't mean someone else can't come. But if I say only you, I need. What is the impression? No one else, right? So إياك نعبد. Only you alone we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And an ibadah ismun jami'un likulli ma yuhibbuhu allahu wa yardahu minal aqwali wal af'ali wal ibadati wal mu'taqadat. Al-ibadah, act of worship, it's a name, general name for everything that which makes you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nearer to him, act of worship that you perform from praying, from saying, from believing, from the action of heart, fear, love, you know, seeking uh, aid. These are all action of heart. And you go and do something good, you perform Umrah. All these things, only you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you deserve. An ibadah, another thing is called ibadah, is dua, invocation, supplication. Do not call anyone in time of desperation, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you need children, when you have problem, when you have debt, when you, are, uh, you need wealth, anything you need, ask Allah. Allah clearly said in Quran, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ So they may be guided. Allah twice He said, لِي Twice he mentioned himself. 
So you, because he knows his people, they always associate others with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the proof of that, Allah said in the Quran, وَمَا يُؤْمِنُ أَكْثَرُهُمْ بِاللَّهِ إِلَّا وَهُمْ مُشْرِكُونَ He mentions Iman, he mentions Shirk. They associate, they mix their belief and faith with Shirk. This is the mankind's problem. Shaitan, he says, ثُمَّ لَأَتْيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ He said, I will come and, 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 and try to uh, sway them and deviate them between their legs. Subhanallah, from right, left, up, behind, front. وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ And you would not see, you would see most of them are thankful. Most of them are thankful. So when you see someone calling upon the grave, do you know even people swear by their, I swear by our friendship. Each culture, each language, they have a different type of swearing. These are all shirk billah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Umar, this narration is from, from Umar al Khattab. Subhanallah, Umar, after 13 years of Mecca, 10 years he was learning from Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give attention, Muhammad. 10 years and 3 years of Medina, 13 years after learning, then he swore by his father. By his father. I swear by my father. Khattab. And Khattab used to beat him up so much. I swear by my father. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ كَانَ حَالِفًا فَلْيَحْلِفْ بِاللَّهِ مَنْ حَلَفَ بِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكَ Who wants, whoever wants to swear, let them swear by Allah. Those people who they tell you, don't swear by Allah. Yes, don't swear by Allah jokingly. Don't swear by Allah lying. But I'd rather you swearing by Allah lying than swearing by other than Allah telling the truth. Because that one a small sin. This is a shirk billah. They both wrong, but the first one is lesser. And a proof of that, the proof of that is when Isa salam, an authentic narration, when he saw a man stealing, he saw him stealing. And the man said, Wallahi la ilaha illahu ma saraqt. He swore by Allah, by his monotheism. He said, I haven't. Isa salam said, Amantu billahi wa kathabtu aini. I believe in Allah. And my eye, my um, uh, my eyes saw something else. You know, I reject what I saw, because he swore by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So don't swear by other people. I swear by my dad's grave, by my mom's grave. No, these are all shirk billah. Allah inna Allah la Allah does not forgive. You associate deity or shirk with him, associate partner, and. Shirk is not just you, people comes to mind, it's, it's worshipping that you prostrate to him. No. If he brings something halal or haram, if he brings alcohol, pure alcohol, and he says this is halal, and you know it's haram, and you obey him, you worshipped him. You worshipped him. That's worshipping. Watch who you listen to. Watch. Adi ibn Hatam. Adi was a king. Hatam al-Tai was a king too. He was Christian. Then he became Muslim. He prayed behind Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
read this ayah. Ittakhadu ahbarahum warhbanahum arbabab min dunillah. Walmasiha bna Maryam. Wama umiru illa liyabudu ilahan wahida. He read this ayah. And Adi understood. Uh, he understood. He understood the ayah. He didn't need exegesis. He didn't need tafsir. He said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa After salah. Mattakhadnahum. He said, we did not take them as gods. He said, did they make halal haram for you and haram halal for you and you followed them? He said, yes. He said, فَذَلِكَ عِبَادَتُكُمْ لَهُمْ This is you worshipping them. So let's come to ourselves and see how many people of our families and, and loved ones that we know follow these type of opinions. There are plenty out there. And this is act of worship. You go to a grave and you say, for example, Ya Sheikh Sufi, or Ya, ya, ya Abdul Qadir Jailani, or Ya, ya Sheikh, whoever is, help me. And AIDS only are seeking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And millions and millions and millions of people doing that. In Iraq, we have about 70 odd uh, places that people worship there. Worship the grave, the dead person. We have Ambiyas, we have Nabi Yunus. I was taken there when I was five. My mother took me there. And I saw my mother putting the money inside the cage. And the man is there collecting the money. Like he's collecting the money. And I said, I was only five. I said, mom, why, why, why are you putting, giving the money? He said, for Nabi Yunus. I said, Nabi Yunus is dead. She slapped me. I said, this man is standing under, on top of Nabi Yunus. He said, he's serving him. He said, he's serving nothing. She said, I never bring you here again. She never brought me back there. I understood, it's a logic, it's a, subhanAllah, the guy is inside there, cleaning and putting the money in his pocket. His pocket was so big. He said, I can do that. He said, it's for Nabi Yunus. So you have to guide people, you have to enlighten them, you have to remind them, they don't know. Took me over 10 to 15 years until I made my mother not to swear by my dead father. Make her understand this is, doesn't belong to him. Pray for him. They don't understand. You have to make them understand. Don't judge them. Don't call them kuffars. Don't call them mushrikins. But tell them this is shirk makes you close to hellfire. If Allah doesn't forgive you, you're in a grave danger. Allah might forgive them for their ignorance. But that doesn't change the fact killing is a killing. Accident or non-accident, despite that consequence, killing is the killing. Right? There's no wrong in that. So you have to remind them all the time, Barakallah fikum. So, Iyaka na'bud. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention, Iyaka nasta'in, al-isti'ana, seeking help. Why was mentioned, what is the, min al-balagha, from the eloquence of Lughal Arabiya, why Iyaka nasta'in was mentioned, Iyaka na'bud, because only Allah you seek help from. At-tawakkul, al-isti'ana, la yakunu illa lillah. Only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَعْبُدْهُ Who can complete this ayah? فَعْبُدْهُ فَعْبُدْهُ وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَيْهِ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ فَعْبُدْهُ وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَيْهِ وَمَا رَبُّكَ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ قُلْ هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ آمَنَّا بِهِ وَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا After ibadah, tawakkul, 
Why? Because only attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah you seek aid from. Only Allah. You can seek aid from me asking me, can I, can I have a water please? In, in things that which I can do, I'm able to do. Your sheikh or whatever saint you call it, he's in Zimbabwe or he's in Kenya. You're here. There's another type of shirk, shirk khawf. You are afraid. If you don't do what he told you to do in here, you're afraid. Even he does not see you not doing it, you're afraid he knows then he will harm you. That's shirk billah. That's the only attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many people do that? Plenty. So you need to guide them and advise them. Don't seek aid from anybody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he has the ultimate power and ultimate wisdom and uh, wealth. And we talked about the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hadith or the uh, narration of Abu Huraira, Abdurrahman ibn Sakhr, that he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Qasamtu salata bayni wa bayna abdi nisfain. I have the prayer between me and my slave. إِذَا قَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ يَقُولُ اللَّهِ حَمِدَنِي عَبْدِي When he says, thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, my slave praised me. When he says, الرحمن الرحيم, he says, أَثْنَى عَلَيَّ عَبْدِي He increased his praising. The, the, the most merciful, the entirely merciful. He says, he increased. Then he says, when he slave says, Malik Yomiddin, he says, Majadani Abdi, he glorified me, he even increased my praising more. These three ayah belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other three, half of it belongs to one, the fourth one, half belongs to Allah, the other one belongs to a slave. Where he says, Iyaka na'bud. All the ibadah is you direct it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the act of worship. فَذَاكَ لِعَبْدِي وَلِعَبْدِي مَا سَأَلْ It's for him. وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Who's seeking aid? We are right. We seek aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking aid from him. Then it's for us. For us Allah says وَلِعَبْدِي مَا سَأَلْ I will grant him what he wishes. All the help that he needs. Then he says اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us to the right path. And path of who is the right path? Path of who? أُولَيْكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ Path of Prophets وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءَ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَيْكَ رَفِيقًا In this ayah, there's an evidence that Abu Bakr Siddiq is the caliph after Prophet ﷺ. In this ayah, another evidence that he is the khalifa because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention after the Prophet who? Siddiqun. As-Siddiqun. Limada and Abu Bakr, what is his nickname? Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. Walladhi jaabi as-Siddiqi wa saddaqa bih. So ulama, they, they, they've, they've learned that this ayah is the evidence that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is the khalifa of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talks about uh, prophets, he said, وَاجْتَبَاهُ وَهَدَاهُ إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ فَهْدُوهُمْ إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْجَحِيمِ وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطِ اللَّهِ Sirat mustaqim is the way of Allah. The, the commandments that comes from this Quran and from the sunnah of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the understanding of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahlul bid'ah. The innovators, they hate that word. They absolutely, they can't swallow the word of understand Quran and Sunnah by the understanding of Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali and the rest of the companion. They don't like that at all. Why they don't like that? Why? Can someone tell me why? Naam. No. Not just the reason. That's one of the things. Naam. Barakallahu fikum. Yes. This is the this is what, what it contains, what it holds. But the reason is it restricts them. It restricts, it, it's all restrictions. They can't bring anything new. They can't take off. And it's very difficult and hard. Follow the footsteps of Sahabas. Because Allah said in Quran, uh, it makes mentions of al-muhajiruna wal-ansar wal-ladhina tabauhum bi-ihsan radhi Allahu anhum radhu an. لقد رضي الله عن المهاجرين والأنصار الذين الذين في ساعة العسرة من بعد ما كاد يزيغ قلوب فريق منهم تزين توبة. But Allah سبحانه وتعالى makes mention in Surah Baqara. He said فإن آمنوا بمثل ما آمنتم به فقد اهتدوا وإن تولوا فإنما هم في شقاق. This is the ayah. You use as evidence. فَإِنْ آمَنُوا If they believe بِمِثْلِ مِثْلِ exactly in Arabic. بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ If they believe these people exact you how you believe Muhammad Sallallahu and your companion فَقَدْ اِحْتَدَوْنَ That they are guided. فَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْ If they turn back away فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقِ They are in divisions. They divided. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of them. Take care of them, i.e. you'll punish them. When you say in linguistically, when you say, leave that for me, I'll take care of them. That doesn't mean you're going to tap his shoulder and feed him dinner. It means you're going to beat him up, right? So, Lughatul Arab is like that. I'll take care of this. It means I will, I would, I would end it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of them. So this ayah is very important. Remember in Surah Baqarah, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ بِمِثْلِ Exact the way you believed and you acted upon, فَقَدْ اِحْتَدَوْا Then they are guided. So between us and Ahlul Bid'a is this ayah. هَلْ أَنْتُمْ آمَنْتُمْ بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنَ بِهِ الصَّحَابَةِ كَمَا أَخَذُوا عَنِ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ Did they believe and follow and act upon exact which Rasulullah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ taught the companion, أَهْلًا وَسَهْلًا Then they are our brothers on top of our head. If not, فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي they cannot claim that they know better than Sahabas. Nobody can claim that. Physically they do, but verbally they can't. They can't say they knew the surface knowledge like the philosopher says, but we knew the deeper one where the oils are. 
They can't say that. They can't say that we are more Arab than them. We understood the language than them, better than them. I was revealed upon them. If something happens to you in your house, wouldn't it really offend you if someone else tried to explain better than you? It happened to you in your house. These sahabas, these ayats, most of it was revealed because of what they said, what they've done, situation being in war, or what they needed. يسألونك 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 عن المحيض يسألونك عن الخمر والميسر يسألونك ماذا ينفقون يسألونك عن الأهلة they ask you they ask you they ask you so they know better so why don't we follow them which one is better in a day of judgment you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says to you why did you do this and wallahi everyone would stand he asks you why did you do this and you say wallahi I've done it because your prophet that you sent to me, he said to us to follow Abu Bakr and Umar, Uthman, Ali specifically. And I did what they did. And someone else come and he says, why did you do this? And his answer would be, because I thought it was better. I think it was really easier for us. Wallahi, which one more deserving Allah to forgive? And more likely Allah to forgive? First one or the second one? First one, definitely. So you'll be guided. You don't need to. Allah makes mention in this Quran that we're learning. So many times. He never said. In a place of condemning, he mentioned. You know this. Huh? Monks, you see, male and, and, and those nuns, female, that they, they devote themselves for uh, whatever is that uh, triangle. And they not telling the truth. The story comes out, man rapes woman there. They're all being raped, babies. And they, they, you know, they have army of those. Why? Because why? Because this is not the sunnatullah. You put fire next to the fuel, it will explode. Allah said, And they did not fulfill it. Allah said, we have not made it obligatory upon them. We did not tell them to do it. They did it, and they did not even fulfill it. So look what Bid'a does. And what Ittiba'a does. Ittiba'a following the Sunnah of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wallahi, if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was in front of you and asked you, do this, would you say this sunnah or fard or makruh, allowed, not allowed? You would not question him, you do it. It's a hadith in front of you. Why are you questioning? I am Hanafi. What? Hanafi is from Mars? Abu Hanifa was Sunni. Abu Hanifa was upon the sunnah of sallallahu alayhi wa Wallah, Abu Hanifa does not allow you to do that. Why are you doing that? So let us follow from uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions, barakallahu fikum. Sirat al-Mustaqim, straight path. One day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was uh, in uh, masjid and masjid, they had no carpets. It's sand, dust. And a proof of that, three hadith. One hadith of Sahih Muslim were the night of 21st of uh, uh, Ramadan where Rasul, Sahabi says, I, I saw a dream that we were praying in masjid and it rained and it was Laylatul Qadr and, and uh, I saw Rasulullah's face was muddy from sujood. 
Arnabati, his nose was all mud. He said, night of 21st, exactly that happened. So they had no carpets, like this beautiful sand. Ibn Abbas said in a summer when it was, was really, really hot, we only put our imama down to, to sujood on if the, if the ground was really hot. Have you seen hot sand? It's really painful. Sticks to your face. So he drew a line, sallallahu alayhi wa like this, straight line. And he said, he read this ayah, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ And he drew a few lines on the left and right. He said, this is the path of Allah, straight, straight to him, leads you to him. And on the left and right, a path that deviates you and divides you and astray you and, and, and sway you from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these paths, paths, Upon all of them, each one of them, they are caller to hellfire. They grab you, they throw you there. Allah Musta'an, may Allah guide us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Surat al-ladheen an'amta alayhim, and we know who they are. Ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim, we explained, walad-dhalleen, that they were Jews and the Christians. Why they are maghdubun alayhim? How many maghdubun alayhim from this ummah's day? How many maghdubun alayhim are from this ummah? Wallahi, so many. Why? Because alimu al-haqqa wa lam yattabi'u. Ya'rifunahu kama ya'rifuna abna'ahum. They know Rasulullah s.a.w. They knew, recognize him as they recognize their children. They did not follow him. So they knew the haqq. They did not follow him. Allah, they deserved Allah's anger. Allah was angry with them. And ghadab, يأتي معه الانتقام revenge comes with it لعنة is different between غضب and لعنة لعنة is a curse where Allah سبحانه وتعالى push you away from his mercy but غضب when Allah is angry with you punishment comes infliction comes it befalls upon you so they are مغضوب whoever from this ummah why Allah makes mention of this ayah that we recite 17 times a day obligatory غير المغضوب عليهم is that for you to remember when you know the حق follow it do not go against it why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed them upon the tongue from the tongue of Dawood and Isa لعن الذين كفروا من بني إسرائيل على لسان داود وعيسى بن مريم ذلك بما عصوا وكانوا يعتدون كانوا لا يتناهون عن منكر فعلوه سبحان الله رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم in authentic hadith explains this ayah he says, a man goes out, he sees someone does something wrong. He tells him off, commands good, forbids evil. Next day, he sees, does the same thing again. He joins him. He joins him. He said, because of that, Allah cursed him. Dawood and Isa cursed him. Allah cursed him because of that. So if we do, the same thing we they do, they were cursed for. Curse befalls upon us too. And Allah's anger will be upon us. This ayah, this is what we learn from. Not because we curse them or or, or Allah's anger upon them. No, 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 no. Allah said in Quran, After he makes mention of destroying and decimating and erasing 
a nation from the face of the earth. He said, وَمَا هِيَ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ بِبَعِيدٍ It's not far from those who do similar action. This ummah, subhanallah, it attracted all the bad actions of other nations. Like, how do I mention it? In, in a LGBTQ? Subhanallah. Because, because, because some nations were punished for what? Taghir khalqillah. You know, changing the feature. Allah that created you upon. Do we have that? Plenty. You know, uh, those go man to man. We have that? Plenty. One beautiful prophet with a beautiful name. Because of this action, you would not see any Muslim called Lut. Find me one Muslim called Lut. We've been commanded by Prophet ﷺ to name our children after the name of prophets, right? Find me one Muslim called Lut. Find me. Whoever finds me, I give 1,000 pounds. You wouldn't. This beautiful name of Prophet. Because of that, no Muslim names their children. That name. Subhanallah. We have that. Any other you mention, I don't want to go in detail. All the curse, uh, cursable actions are within this ummah. So we need to work harder and start with ourselves. And if we succeed with that, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would see us worthy of giving us responsibility of people, of guiding people. Because guidance is two guidance. Hidayatu irshadin wa hidayatu tawfiq. The guidance of you guide people. Verbally, physically showing them. Tawfiq, the succession and a succeed, uh, uh, who is successful to that guidance is from Allah. And the proof of that, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهِ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ Where Rasulullah saw some, how much he tried with Abu Talib, his uncle, how much he tried, so much and so, at the end he said, هُوَ عَلَى مِلَّةِ عَبْدِ الْمُطَّلِبِ he said, I'm an upon, upon the believing nation of Abdul Muttalib. He did not say, La ilaha illallah. He didn't. Aisha makes mentions of uh, Ibn Jad'an, Abdullah ibn Jad'an, uh, Bani Adi. Abdullah ibn Jad'an was a very generous man, very generous man in Jahiliyyah, uh, before the uh, Prophet of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Aisha was praising him to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, all his good action is done. Would he, would he benefit him in a day of judgment? He said, لا. He said, why? No, why? He said, لم يقل one, upon, one day upon the time, he did not say, Oh Allah, forgive my sins in a day of judgment. Why is he mentioned day of judgment? Because they did not believe in that. They did not believe in, in, in a day of recompense. At all. They did not. So we have all this. And because tafsir we're learning, what we're learning here for? To know what's our responsibility, how we benefit from it, and how we benefit others. So when you hear khair al-maghdubi alayhim, look at the actions. What were they? That they were really, uh, subhanallah, rewarded with Allah's anger. Because when Allah makes mention of in Surah An-Nur, He says, towards man who accuses his wife of adultery, and he has no witnesses. He, he swears four times that, that I'm telling the truth. And on the fifth time, he said, وَالْخَامِسَةُ أَنَّ May Allah's curse be upon him 
if he is lying. For the female, he says, وَالْخَامِسَةَ أَنَّ غَضَبَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهَا إِنْ كَانَتْ مِنَ الْكَاذِبِينَ Allah's anger be upon her if she is lying. Why? Because usually man, his wife is his uh, weakest point. He would not expose her. He would not go to judge and say, my wife did this. Very rare. It wouldn't happen. That's why if she denies it, Allah's anger will be upon her. So anger, punishment, comes with the barakallahu from. Well, al-dhalin, the misguided one, the one who act upon, take the act of action of ibadah without knowledge. Do we have that in our uh, Islam, Muslim community or not? Answer me, brothers. Do we have that or not? By millions. Why are you doing this? It was good. You know, it was nice. Istihsan. Istihsan, it's a door for hellfire. When you see something, it's good. Salawat is bad. No, salawat is not bad. Salawat is wajib. It's obligatory. But where and when? Salawat is ibadah, same as prayer. Can you pray the whole five rak'ah? No. Why wouldn't you? It's good. Salah is good, right? Salah is not bad. How can you say salah? You don't like salah. I pray five. You can't. Why? Rasulullah didn't pray sallallahu alayhi wa what makes you think you can jump and say salawat? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa did not do that way. Don't do it this way. Just, this is a small example for speaking without knowledge. They all come behind speaker and they speak, 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 speak. So much talk, you see no knowledge. It's hollow, it's empty. And Christians, they followed without knowledge. They become misguided. But ulama, they say, after they become Muslim, they also become maghdubi alayhi. After Islam, because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained to them, they blame the Jews because in Judaism, where they the 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 uh, scriptures that they changed in their law, prophethood only amongst the children of Israel. So, new religion does not erase the old religion. In Christianity, did. So when the new religion come, why didn't they follow Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? That's why, because of that, they were also are not misguided, they are Allah's anger upon them too. Because they knew the haqq that time, the truth, and they did not follow it. So they become khashkhash and equal to the Jews. And anyone else who deliberately comes and stands in front of haqq, wallahi, I spoke to someone, British-born brother, with a white beard. And he saw himself as a sheikh. I gave him one hadith in Sahih Muslim. Explained it to him in English. He said to me, my heart rejects that. What do you say to that person? I said, your heart is corrupted. He's got disease in it. That's why it does not accept uh, honey. Just like a sick stomach. Doesn't accept honey. It rejects it. So people are like that out there. They need guidance. So we learn our deen, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide them. And what we learn from this surah, it's a great surah, it's a shifa. You become sick, somewhere hurts. Put your hand there, blow upon it, and read Fatiha. No less than seven times. Wallah, if you believe 
and what you learn and you act upon it, you become better. Nothing will happen to you. I tried it so many times, other people tried it. It worked, it works. It works. It's a shifa. And it's a condition in salah. You cannot, salat's not accepted if you don't read Alhamdulillahi, Rabbil Alameen, and at the end. The last thing I wanted to uh, focus on is that the matter of Ameen. When do you say it? When do you not say it? in salah? Because our, our, our Hanafi brothers, may Allah guide them and guide us, our Sheikh told us in Mecca, and he still mentions every now and then, Sheikh Wasiullah Muhammad Abbas, Muhaddith of Haram. Hafizahullah, he says, in India, Wallah, he said, they called Hindu police for some brothers in their masajid who says, Amin loudly in Salah. Amin, Maghrib, Ishas, Fajr. He said, the Hindu police was confused. You Muslim, he Muslim, why call police? What for? Who he said, Amin loud. So what Amin loud does to you? He said, corrupts our people. Why? Because they want blind followers. Even they say it's a disrespect if you question your shaykh. How is it disrespect? So sahabas, they were all disrespectful because they questioned Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so much and so many times until one day he got angry Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said, ask me whatever you want. Anything. And one sahabi said, where is my father? He said, my father's in hell, your father's in hellfire. Another one said, who's my dad? He said, your dad, so and so. And this ayah came down, was revealed. Ya ayuhalladhina amanu, la tas'alu an ashya'a in tubdalakum tas'ukum. Don't ask the question that you would not like the answer to. The man was really disturbed. My dead father's in hellfire. It's not a very nice thing. But he asked the question. So Allah told them, don't ask. After that, they never asked question. If they wanted one question to be asked, a Bedouin used to come. They used to encourage the Bedouin to ask the question. Wallah, sahabas. They used to encourage the Bedouin to ask the question. They did not ask themselves. They were, they, 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 they were told off not to do it. So Bedouin comes, Ya Muhammad, and ask the question. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, Ameen. Is it Sunnah? Is it Wajib? First, the Sunnah is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said Hadith Sahih Muslim Hadith Abi Huraira Even In Mota Imam Malik Hadith Abi Huraira He said فَإِذَا أَمَّنَ الْإِمَانُ إِمَامُ فَأَمِّنُ When Imam says Amin, say Amin So what does that tell you? It tells you that Imam has to say Amin loudly Otherwise, how would you know Imam says Amin? How would you know? That's in Salah al-Jahri. The loud prayers. Maghrib, Isha, Fajr. You say, Imam says, Ameen. You say, Ameen loudly. Ameen. They don't say at all. And another thing. There's another mistake people do where Imam says, People say, Ameen. They don't let Imam breathe and say, Ameen. Not allowed. You have to wait for Imam to say Amin. At least wait three seconds. Imam, Imam may say it slowly, no, or he might not even say it. So what you do, you wait three seconds. If you hear the Imam say Amin, then say Amin. Because Prophet whoever's Imam uh, Amin 
comes the exact time that uh, I mean of angel, angels, Allah will forgive his sins. And why do you call police on upon someone Allah won't forgive his sins? Just tell me. Tribalism. Blind following of madhab. That's what it does to you. Of any madhab. Wallah for 800 years. 800 years. In this Kaaba, four or five jama'as were performed every day. One corner, Shafi'i. One corner, Hanafi. One corner, Maliki. One corner, Hanbali. And another corner for Zaydis, well, Shia. Five different jama'ah. They were not marrying from each other. They were fist fighting. There were boxing match going on around, around uh, Kaaba. Wallah. They beat up Ibn Jarir Tabari. There. Go Sharia Imam Ajuri. He talks about it there. And Sharia of uh, Imam Ajuri is 250 Hijri. Subhanallah. That's what Madhab does to you. They did not allow, did not permit people to marry from each I'm Shafi'i. Nice to meet you, I'm Muhammad. You're not Shafi'i, your name is Ali. Shafi'i died a thousand years ago. Why is he Shafi'i? And why are you only in some things upon opinion of Shafi'i? Shafi'i does not hold his hand here. He doesn't allow that. Aqeedah, why are you picking and choosing? Takfuruna bi-ba'wa bi You know, you, you pick and choose. Deenullah becomes a joke, people pick and choose. He follows in some, he doesn't. In Aqeedah, I'm Ash'ari. Subhanallah, everybody, Aqeedah Ash'ari, Fiqh Shafi'i, and uh, and in 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 the uh, other matters, he doesn't eat like Shafi'i. He doesn't even eat like Ash'ari. He eat like someone, mashallah, with a seven stomach. This is called religions of lust and desire. Someone pick and choose what suits him. It's not ittiba'. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. So the sunnah is to say ameen after imam, after you hear him or wait three seconds, then you say your ameen. And in salatu, al, uh, not, not loud prayers, dhuhr asr, you say ameen slowly to yourself. Barakallahu feekum.